So Didymus Thomas, one of the less obvious sermon titles. Didymus the twin. Thomas is thought to have looked like Jesus and so was called the twin. But another thing that we get reading the story is the idea of Thomas as someone defined by his doubt. And I would say that Thomas has a lot of other characteristics that we sometimes miss out on. And so I say Thomas the twin, there are two natures of Thomas, which, if you're Teresa, is a funny joke. Uh, But there are two natures of Thomas. And that is, one, Thomas the doubter. Thomas who is defined by the fact that he did not believe that Jesus had in fact arisen and come to visit the disciples. Now, we have given Thomas a lot of grief over the years. Doubting Thomas is still a phrase that a lot of people recognize. How many of you have heard that phrase before? Okay, good, fair enough. Not as many of the younger set, good. We should not not use that phrase, the younger set. And here's why. So Thomas is called out for doubting because he did not believe that Jesus had appeared to the disciples. But of course, the other disciples didn't have the same test that Thomas did. Right? They got the easy version of the test with the crib sheet because Jesus actually showed up to them. And so Thomas here is being called out for not living up to a standard that, in fact, none of the other disciples lived up to either. Thomas is called out here for doubting Jesus' resurrection despite the fact that everyone else got to experience this glorious moment for themselves. So Thomas, of course, is hurt and confused. He's presumably off doing some work for the ministry. I don't know what else he would be doing, leaving that room uh, when there are sort of hordes of angry people looking for him. And he misses out on the great moment of Christian life, this fulfillment of everything they've been hoping for. So of course he wants to see Jesus again. And maybe he doesn't believe, and maybe he does. Maybe he just wants to see Jesus one more time, like all the disciples do. And Jesus does come back, and Thomas is rebuked slightly by Jesus. But of course, why is this story here? John gives us the reason that he includes this story of saying, no, it is better that you do not see and you believe. It's because John is speaking to us through Thomas, right? We are Thomas. We do not have the opportunity to see Jesus. And the writer of the Gospel of John is saying, that's okay, You can be happy believing, no, even if you do not see Jesus, that Jesus' life is in you, and you have new life through this message. So we get the image of Thomas the doubter, but really it's us doubting. Really it's showing us that we may be blessed even though we do not see Jesus in his physical state. But there's another Thomas out there. More than the Thomas defined by this story, tell you a little history story. In 1502, Vasco da Gama, the Portuguese explorer, showed up in India, seeking trade routes and, you know, the other friendly things that colonial powers seek in foreign countries. And he and his fellow travelers were a little bit surprised to see a bunch of sailors in the port they came to wearing crosses. They thought they were going to heathen India, far away, outside of the touch and reach of the message of Jesus Christ. But instead they found a fairly large population of Christians. And after some time, the Christians said, oh, let us take you to our most sacred site, which is the tomb of the Apostle Thomas, 
who came and spread the gospel in India after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So for us, the story of Thomas was one of doubting Thomas, the person who faced with this situation, confused and hurt in this sort of confusing anecdote, someone who's judged for doubting. But all of these people in India, hundreds of thousands of them even then, saw a different Thomas. Saw the twin Thomas, the one who had such great faith that he traveled far away from communication with the other disciples, far away from communication with his family, far away from anything in Jerusalem and in Judah to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in India. Now, this is the tradition. We don't know if Thomas actually made it there or not, but we don't know a lot of things about Christian history. And we do know that from the 6th century, there's the tradition that Thomas made it all the way to India. There's a Syriac text called the Acts of Thomas that tells the story. And it gets kind of interesting at various parts. So if you find yourself wanting to know more about what different Christians thought at different times, I encourage you to go search for the Acts of Thomas. It's available online. It's an old text. Out of copyright. But this is the Thomas that hundreds of thousands of people saw in India. The one who went off alone, and as we know, the, the one whose story was lost to the West for centuries. We only had this one incident that defined Thomas. Why is that important? Because there is more to this story in this Gospel of John than the fact that we may have faith in Jesus Christ even though we do not see him. It is the story, too, that we may have faith in other people even though we don't know their entire story. This one encounter with, John, with, with Thomas would lead us to question his motives, to question his dedication. But as we look at it, we understand this was perhaps not Thomas's best moment. He was not having a good day. He came back from risking his life for the disciples. He shows up and finds out that Jesus has visited in his absence. As we saw in the children's sermon, we all would have felt a little hurt and confused. Yet this is the day and this is the moment that we judge him. How many of you have had a moment that was not your best? How many of you have had an interaction with people that you later regretted? and said, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I hadn't had my coffee. I didn't have enough sleep last night. It's been a really stressful time for me. I personally once told a woman she was awful and uninformed after watching a movie because she didn't know that the ethanol tax credit existed. <laughs> you know. And so I don't think she likes me very much. <laughs> um, because that's one of the few interactions she ever had with me. And that's all she has to judge me on. And that's all we had to judge Thomas on. But as with everyone, Thomas had an entire different story. There was this other Thomas that was on in India and that existed for centuries when we were complaining about Thomas the Doubter in the West. And so it is with everyone we meet. There is some other story behind them. There's some other story that we don't know about. And if we judge them only at that moment of confusion, only at that moment of uncertainty, then we miss out on the opportunity to love someone else, 
We miss out on the opportunity to know the full person. We miss out on the opportunity to make that kingdom of love come one step closer. And of course, the flip side of that is, when we have that one moment where we encounter someone else on not our best day, and when we say that thing we wish we hadn't, when we play back that moment over and over again in our mind, as I'm sure Thomas did after being rebuked, we can look at Thomas and say, after this happened, he wrote entire books of history. Not another chapter of history. Entire books of history that were told by hundreds of thousands, by millions of people. And so in our lives, there is always the chance to tell another story. This is what Jesus tells us in the resurrection. Even in death, the story is not over. The story goes on as long as there are people telling it. We always have the opportunity to rise again, to make a different story out of our lives, and not to be defined by one bad moment. This is the hope of Jesus Christ. Every day, if we know and feel that love of Jesus, every day, if we know that hope that was brought to us on the cross, we know that we may rise again. We may tell the story. We, too, may be the sorts of people we would like to live with in the kingdom of God. And that's the hope of Thomas and the love of Thomas and ultimately the faith of Thomas. Amen.